0: What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, October 24th, episode number 129. I'm on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout, also on Instagram.com slash Fantasy underscore Knockout. And I am excited for today's show. It's the start sit for week seven. Uh, who are we feeling confident about this week? Who are we worried about? We have a lot of fun and exciting things going to happen this week. Uh, The biggest one is Halloween's coming up. It's a week away. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2, I'm pumped about that. Kind of binge-watching the last couple episodes of Season 1. Just get refreshed and remember what's going on there. i got the kids involved in that, so we're going to enjoy that when that comes out. Um, My Dodgers hopefully winning the World Series. It's been fun watching the baseball and them doing well. Um, And then we're also going to be starting a new... Hashtag knockout giveaway. We're going to do a signed Devontae Adams jersey. So, you Packer fans, uh, get your entries in and win this Devontae Adams jersey. Mm-hmm. Announcements. All right, are you looking for accurate rankings? Well, so week six, I was uh, 117th. I kind of struggled again. Uh, we're we're working on that. We're gonna we're gonna kill it this week. I have a feeling. Uh, so season to date, I'm currently 77th out of uh, what 160 other experts. So not so bad. If you have a question for the show, then head on over to the website fantasyknockout.com for all your fantasy football needs. <laughs> Thursday night recap. Wow. (laughs) And, you know, this game wasn't as bad as it was made out to be, you know, and it was nice to have Thursday night football again. Personally, I I would rather not have Thursday night football. I liked having that extra time trying to develop the uh, everything and rankings and all that stuff. So, but anyways, they played a football game, and Philly scored on a Wentz's uh, rushing touchdown to start the game. Then Daniel Jones responded with his TD to Golden Tate game's like 10 to 7 you know at Philly with leading at halftime then New York scores twice and then they're up 21 to 10 and it looks like the game's kind of over uh, then you know the Eagles end up scoring with like four and a half minutes left in the game or something like that they fail to get their two point conversion so it's 21-16 and with less than a millet, <laughs> a millet with less than a minute Philly is able to score one more time to make it 22-21 for the win so player stats, Daniel Jones, 187 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, for and a 92-yard run uh, with a fumble for 21.68 points. Not bad. Carson Wentz was the hero here. 359 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 14 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown for 28.7 uh, points. Uh, Gallman did all right. Um, he had 34 yards, one score, five receptions, 20 yards for 13.9 points. Sterling Shepard looks like the wide receiver to own in New York. He had six receptions, 59 yards, and a score for 14.9 points. Golden Tate, (laughs) the one play, one reception, 39 yards, and a touchdown for 10.4 points. So if you played him, you got lucky. Uh, Evan Ingram did okay, three rushing yards, six receptions, 46 yards for 7.9 points. Boston Scott smashed it for you as well if you picked him up and played him if uh, you were missing Miles Sanders. 46 yards rushing, three receptions for 46 yards, and a score for 16.7 points. Greg Ward, he did okay. Five receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown for 12.97 points. Travis Fuldrum did okay. He didn't get the score this week. Uh, Five receptions, uh, 73 yards for 9.8 points. Richard Rodgers looked well. Six receptions for 85 yards for 11.5 points. Ready to talk some news? News with Views. (laughs) Alright, so the big news is wide receiver Antonio Brown. Yep, he's back. Uh, He signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, He has to clear a bunch of COVID protocols first. And he's eligible eligible to play as soon as week 9. So too bad. So sad. He doesn't get to play the Raiders. I would love for them to just full-on melee attack him (laughs) for what he put them through last year. Uh, well, that'll be all talked about during uh, during their game this week. Uh, next is running back Raheem Mostert out of San Francisco. He's been placed on the IR for his high ankle sprain. I imagine that's the three-week one. Uh, quarterback Dwayne Haskins, this is interesting. He's out of Washington. He was fined $4,300 for violating COVID policy. So he apparently made a reservation for a family friend. We're putting that in quotes. Um, at the team hotel, which is a big no-no. And he's going to be inactive again for week seven. <laughs> so it looks like Haskins is done. Uh, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson of Philadelphia. He was placed on injured reserve for a high ankle sprain. So this means we're officially done with d Move on. Let it go. Uh, I've been saying Alshon Jeffrey for the past couple weeks. It's going to be time to get to start him eventually. And then the Las Vegas Raiders. They have placed uh, defensive back Jonathan Abram and offensive tackle Trent Brown on the COVID list. The rest of the Raiders' offensive line are expected to be cleared for COVID for Week 7. Uh, this game has been moved to Sunday afternoon. It's no longer the Sunday night game because of this COVID outbreak scare that the Raiders had earlier in the week. Speaking of COVID. What's spreading quick and makes you sick? Infecting everyone. Corona, Corona, the virus infecting us all. All right, some COVID updates. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders of the New Orleans Saints—he's been placed on the COVID list. Uh, Requell Armstead—he's still on there. Anthony Sherman out of Kansas City, the running back there—he's still on it. And then Sony Michelle—he's on the COVID list as well. Ready to talk some in and out. Uh, 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 in and out. All right, so these are the guys that I think my take on if they're going to be playing this week. Are they? worth putting in your roster what do we do with them so let's start with some running backs Raheem Mostert San Francisco ankle injury he's out Jeff Wilson same team San Francisco he's got the calf injury he's a game time decision I'm leaning towards out so it's going to be um Michael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon there and if for the Niners Daryl Henderson for the Rams he's got the thigh issue he's going to be in you can flex him Aaron Jones out of Green Bay he's got the calf injury Calf injury. uh He's a game time decision. I'm leaning towards out. I think they're going to give him the rest. So, uh Jamal Williams is a nice pickup and play there. AJ Dillon, we'll see a little bit too, but I think Williams is a, is a stash and play. Justin Jackson for the Chargers. He's got the knee issue. He's in. You can flex him. Cream Hunt out of Cleveland. He's got the groin injury. He's going to be in. Start him with confidence. Joe Mixon. This is big news. Cincinnati. He's got the foot issue. He's been ruled out. Tight ends. So, Tyler Higby of the Rams. He's got the hand issue. He's going to be in. You can start him. Robert Tanyan from Green Bay. He's got an ankle injury. He's a game-time decision. I think he's going to play. He's in. Uh, Jordan Atkins, uh, Houston ankle. He's out. So, Darren Fells possibly. We'll talk about him later. Um, Noah Fant out of Denver. He's got the ankle injury. He's back. Go ahead and put him in. Start him with confidence. Same with Jonu Smith out of Tennessee. Same thing. Ankle injury. Start him. He's in. Austin Hooper out of Cleveland. He's had the the an illness, so he's out. Um, I think it's like append appendicitis or something like that. Kind of weird. Uh, some whiteouts. Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. Hamstring issue this week. He is out. Very frustrating for you, Michael Thomas owners. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins out of Arizona. Ankle injury. He's a game time decision. I have a feeling they're gonna lean towards out. Give him a week's rest. D.J. Chark out of Jacksonville. He's got the ankle injury. He's in. Start him with confidence. Jamison Crowder of the New York Jets. He's got the groin injury. He is out. Robert Woods of the Rams. He's got a groin injury. He's a game time decision. We'll see if he practices today. But uh, I lean towards in. Uh, John Brown out of Buffalo. He's got the knee issue. He is out. Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. He's got the back issue. He is in. Start him. And A.J. Brown out of Tennessee with the knee issue. He popped up. This week. He's gonna be in. You can start him with confidence as well. Uh, let's get ready to run main event. Alright, so teams that are on by this week are the Minnesota Vikings, the Miami Dolphins, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Baltimore Ravens. So let's make sure you get those guys out of your lineups. Uh again. The schedule changed. The Raider and Bucks game has been moved to Sunday afternoon. Seattle and Arizona is now Sunday night. All right, so some players to start. Sit. Uh, Let's talk some quarterbacks real quick. So quarterbacks to start. We're going to go with Justin Herbert out of the Chargers. Although yet to record an NFL victory, Herbert steered fantasy investors into triumph with seven touchdowns in two games before the Chargers' week six bye. The rookie has Registered 298.7 passing yards per game with 107.1 passer rating through his first four career starts. And he has already led the NFL with three 50-yard touchdown passes. Jacksonville is tied with Atlanta for an NFL-high 8.6 yards allowed per pass attempt, while also ranking last in opposing completion rate with 73.4%. Herbert deserves the starting nod here. Ryan Tannehill is my other quarterback to start this week. So here's every active quarterback averaging more fantasy points per game than Tannehill. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Since taking over as Tennessee's starter last year, he has occurred 4,110 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, in 15 regular season games. It's time to put up some respect on this guy's name. Yes, the Steelers are certainly an unbelievable matchup. However, they have yet to face a top 16 offense this season. Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz were quarterback five and quarterback 10, respectively, in weeks three and four. Uh, Tannehill is projected for 16.2 fantasy points based on his current rank, uh, but he's surpassed that in, uh, in total in 12 of his last 15 games. All right, some quarterbacks to sit. Drew Brees. Breeze will probably be fine. Um, he, he won't sink your matchup with a dud unlike Aaron Rodgers last Sunday, but he also won't be the reason you win. Um, the 40-year-old has yet to finish a week better than quarterback 10. New Orleans could go ground heavy um, as their heavy home favorites against a defense yielding 4.9 yards per run. Consider Breeze an acceptable but low-ceiling play, especially with Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders out. Uh, My other quarterback to sit is Andrew Dalton. It wasn't a great starting debut for Dalton with the Cowboys. The Cowboys offensive line is crippling in front of Dalton as he doesn't have the mobility that Prescott did. Um, It's tough to say that Dalton even offers much upside after witnessing (laughs) his offensive line take another hit with Zach Martin last Monday night. Dalton should be considered a mid to low end quarterback to this week. All right, running backs to start. Guys that I like is Ronald Jones out of Tampa Bay. While he had concerns about a single fumble taking away his job, he's played well enough where he where the leash is, is is lengthened. Now onto a matchup against the Raiders, who've allowed five running backs to finish as the RB seventeen or better against them, including three running backs who finished as the number two running back on the week. He's touched the ball at least twenty times in each of the last three games. And has three straight 100-yard rushing performances, so keep him rolling as a low-end running back one this week. And then DeAndre Swift out of Detroit. The opportunity in the passing game is where it's going to be at for Swift. The Falcons' opponents have essentially used a short passing game instead of the running game, as running backs have accounted for 55 targets, 328 yards, and four touchdowns through the air, which are all the most in the NFL. Swift has also run nearly 20 more routes than Peterson. So while Peterson is still going to be involved, Swift should have the more valuable role this week. And maybe moving forward, Swift has totaled four carries inside the five-yard line while Peterson has just one. Running back to sit is Damian Harris out of New England. He's expected to take on more responsibility following a 100-yard season debut. Harris instead played just 12 snaps in Week 6's 18-12 uh, to 12 loss to Denver, So James White is New England's primary pass catching, and Cam Newton is its main rusher. Uh, Furthermore, Rex Burkhead remains involved. He had five carries on 18 snaps. Even with White in the lineup, Harris is going to be turbulent, matchup-based, flex play, so sit him against San Francisco's 10th-ranked rushing defense. And then we're going to sit Jarek McKinnon this week. The Patriots have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season and have... Allowed only one rushing touchdown to a running back this year as well. McKinnon shines as a pass catcher, but the Patriots have also allowed the fewest targets to running backs this year with 24. Wideouts we like this week Chase Claypool of the Steelers. So they have done a good job moving him around the formation, which should make it easy to keep a big role for him in the offense despite the returning of Deontay Johnson. Uh, The Titans have allowed 45.1 PPR points per game to opposing receivers, which ranks as the fourth most in the league, including 23.6 targets per game. And because of that, we've seen 11 different receivers score at least 10.7 PPR points, which is typically good enough for a wide receiver performance. So highlighting a solid floor for Claypool this week. And then T. Higgins is my other start. Since becoming a starter in week three, Higgins has seen at least seven targets in every game and and has produced. He's averaged a massive 11.5 yards per target over the last three weeks, which includes games against the Ravens and the Colts. Uh, He's now someone you should be considering as an every week option in fantasy lineups. Higgins should be in the wide receiver three territory, even if his matchup is the toughest among all the Bengals wideouts. All right, some whiteouts to sit. Robert Woods comes to mind. Bobby's going to need the targets against the Bears if he wants to post a solid fantasy line. The Bears have allowed an unbelievable 1.39 PPR points per target to receivers this year, which is the lowest mark in the league, while no other team has allowed less than 1.58 points uh, per target. They've now played against nine whiteouts who've seen six or more targets, and they've yet to allow any of them to finish better than wide receiver 23, including Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. And while touchdowns have saved Woods from low yardage totals over this year, the Bears have allowed just one touchdown to receivers through six games. So dial back your expectations into the low-end wide receiver two range this week. And then Jerry Judy's mother wide out to sit. He's seen just nine targets over the last two weeks combined, which surely won't get it done when the quarterback's averaging less than 7.0 yards per attempt. It was his first game where he finished with less than 55 yards, but the two receptions in each of the last two games is certainly concerning. The Chiefs are not a matchup where wideouts excel, as they've allowed the fifth fewest points per game to them. Judy is still the best receiver on his team, but if you're not getting the targets, you're not going to produce. So consider him a mediocre wide receiver four until he sees targets. All right, tight ends to start. I got Austin Hooper down here, but guess what? He's not playing, so we're not going to read that. So Jared Cook is the uh, tight end to start this week. So with no Michael Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders this week, Cook should see at least five targets and be considered a solid tight end one. Tight ends to sit is Darren Fells. So Fels has now finished as a tight end three and the tight end five in the last two weeks. If this feels familiar, that's because he was a tight end three last season from weeks five through eight. Following that stretch, which included a pair of two touchdown outings, he totaled 97 yards and two touchdowns over his final seven games. Despite the recent success, Fels is averaging just 34.2 yards and 3.2 targets per game. Let's not get fooled again. Hayden Hurst, we're going to sit as well. He's not getting a whole lot of volume, but he's been much more efficient as as has the whole offense when Julio plays. It's not a great matchup for someone like Hurst who hasn't seen the volume that someone would expect. Still, as all the uncertainty surrounding tight ends around the league, he should be considered a high-end tight end two for this week's game. of the week quarterback Matt Ryan so when Julio comes back Matt Ryan equals a quarterback one in the three full games with uh, with Jones Ryan's averaged 364.7 passing yards and 3.3 touchdowns Jones' presence produces a butterfly effect throughout the whole lineup and it opens up doors for Matt Ryan he should be a high-end floor low-end quarterback one uh, who might have some upside if the Lions can throw points on the board My other quarterback to start is Ben Roethlisberger. Here are his fantasy finishes through the first five games of the season. Quarterback 9, 17, 14, 10, and 23. It's the same old Roethlisberger that we've come to love as a streamer, though he hasn't had one of those blow-up type games just yet. Uh, The Titans have allowed the seventh most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, which is at least 251 yards and two touchdowns and Big Ben should have a fully healthy receiver core for his game. He should be considered a solid high-end floor, low-end quarterback one. Running back's starts of the week is Todd Gurley. Was it a coincidence that the first game without Dan Quinn netted the most-weighted opportunity for Gurley? (laughs) He racked up 20 carries and four targets against the Vikings, and though they didn't amount to a massive fantasy performance, it's encouraging for his role moving forward. The Lions have allowed the six most fantasy points per game to running backs through five games. He should be in lineups as a high-end running back, too, this week. And my other running back start of the week is David Johnson out of Houston, so the Packers are a great matchup for running backs as we've watched them average a league-high 34.8 PPR points per game, which is more than wide receivers have scored against them at 32.5, and they've allowed a touchdown every 15.7 carries. So Johnson should be considered a rock-solid running back, to this week. And then wide-out starts of the week is DJ Chark out of Jacksonville. He saw a season-high 14 targets last week. I think he's healthy. He also should have had an easy touchdown where Minshew just he just overthrew him. So Chark should be in the wide receiver two conversation this week, as Minchu should be slinging the ball quite a bit more. Uh, and then my other wide-out is Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. It's time for Halloween, Terry. Uh, After watching McLaurin see 12 targets last week with Allen under center, you should have very little concerns about his rest of season value. Washington is clearly going to allow Allen to throw the ball a lot, even in neutral game scripts, which bodes well for McLaurin. So start McLaurin as a wide receiver one this week. And then tight end starts of the week is T.J. Hawkinson. He's seen at least four targets in every game, but has seen more than five targets just once. The Falcons have already allowed five tight ends to post top 12 numbers to start Hawkinson as a strong tight end one this week. My other tight end is Hunter Henry out of the chargers. He's now been targeted at least seven times in four or five games this season. Something that is extremely rare for tight ends. Henry should be played as a high end tight end one this week. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show is week eight waiver wire ads. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe, whatever platform you're on, leave a rating and review. Also, Don't forget to visit FantasyKnockout.com for all your fantasy football needs. All right. Till next time. See ya.